welcome to another podcast. I'm just going to jump on quickly now and say that I goofed a little bit with the audio. I didn't turn my microphone on until I started the conversation with Matty Morgan. So excuse the audio. It does get better. Thank you very much. Enjoy the podcast. I'm waving if you're watching on Patreon and hello in your luggles. If you're just listening while you're doing your washing up, driving your car, choking your chicken, whatever you were doing, working on the farm, rustling turkeys. Hello. It's been a while, hasn't it? So here we are, just audio and visual for those that are visualising. It's going to be all over the place, this one, because I've got, I've got nothing really planned. I've got a, a couple of notes that just say... Uh, milk, bread, washing up liquid, and we're just going to wing it. We're going to call someone today. We're going to maybe even call a couple of people because I've got a new lead, guys, well done me. I've got a new lead that goes into my recorder so that I can call people on the podcast and hopefully it'll come through my audio recorder so we can hear them loud and clear so I don't have to do uh, Zoom calls or I don't have to get them to record their audio separately on their side. So coming up, maybe in 15 minutes, we might have Sir Matthew of Morgan, Matty Morgs. And then I might even try and phone Fern. Who knows? I might try and phone Joey D. I might try and phone my dad. Well, I might just prank call the taxi rank. Whom knows? Right, it's been a while since I've seen you all or since I've been in your luggles like this. What have I been up to? Nobody asks. Uh, I don't think I've spoke to you since I did the um, the tour of the Lake District, which was my most recent long distance hike. And I'm just getting ready now to go set off tomorrow morning on another long distance hike, which I'll tell you guys because you're my you're my patrons and you're my podcast listeners, so you can have this one. Uh, I'm doing the Harriet Way which is, I think it's about a 50 or 60 mile hike and it's in the Yorkshire Dales, which I've not done any long distance hiking in the Yorkshire Dales and I wanted to showcase it and uh, just, I'm excited for it. I'll probably do it in about three or four days and it's a circular loop. Is it a circular loop? A circular route. So I can park me, me, uh, my car, big loop back to my car. And I'm looking forward to it. It takes in some of the high routes uh, and some of the lowland of the beautiful Yorkshire Dales in my favourite county, Yorkshire. Um, yeah, so I did the tour of the Lake District, which <laughs> it was like no other hike I've done. It was a, I, I did it in a two part, so I did half of it, and then I had to jump off because I had to pick Fern up from the airport in London, do a few bits, and then jump back on. So I'd not done it like that before, and it, it worked out okay. I enjoyed it, um, but then I got the sad news on the last day that my nan had passed away, so it just sort of took the wind out of my sails a little bit, um, and I didn't really film the end or the last day as I would have liked to, but I just had to stay true with how I was feeling, and I wasn't, I just wasn't feeling it. Oh, here we go, who's this? Is this him? Message through from Matt. Hold on. <laughs> Quality stuff. Yes, mate. He says, yes, mate. I says, can you come on at 12, mate? Because I'm practicing with some new audio stuff. So if it goes wrong or it's a bit shit, 
Um, Matt can be my uh, crash test dummy, and to use Matt as a crash test dummy, uh, crash test dummy is <laughs> undermining um, everything that he's done in his career, which I'm happy to do. And yeah, so we'll get Matt on maybe 15 minutes, half an hour or something. I don't want to keep him too long because this isn't a scheduled podcast or anything. It's just a quick chat on the phone just to check everything's working. So anyway, yeah, I'd, I'd, I sort of got in my feelings a little bit on that last day of the, the tour of the Lake District and I didn't really do it justice, but I had to do it justice on map time so I was, I was able to sign off properly. Um, and then like a week later, it was my nan's funeral and Fern came up for it, which was nice. That was the first time she'd sort of met that side of my family. Went for a nice booze up afterwards, a couple of pints, and it was a lovely send-off. Loads of family there. And the sad thing about funerals that I thought was like, you don't do it when you're alive, do you? Like, I was thinking, I kept thinking, oh, my nan would love this. Not grandkids and all extended family all together, having her knees up and that, and uh, you you don't know, do you? And and you sort of want to, you'd like to have a little GoPro set up, and for someone to film your funeral then so that you can watch it. Come on, come on everyone. Mourn me, mourn me, get drunk, say how good I was. But you don't get all that, do you? Which is a shame in life. Um, so you do have to just maybe tell people how you feel about them while they're still here. Because, I mean, it goes so quick, doesn't it? It's like blink of an eye and and then you're done. You, you, you're logged off. Long time log off. The circle of life. And speaking of the circle of life, what a segue guy. And speaking of the circle of life, uh, me and I'm like, so my last few videos have just been garden videos. I've just done a few uh, tent reviews and, and things like that in my garden because I've not been able to get out and do long distance hikes because I've been down south at Ferns dealing with puppies puppy chat and what I'm going to maybe do is try and phone Fern after I've spoke to Matt depends on how long I speak to Matt and uh, maybe get her side of the story but what an experience uh, for anyone who didn't know so Fern's auntie's dog which is a, a what is it a labradoodle I think it's like a labrador but it's got like wispy ears and that. I think it's dad was a poodle and uh, I'd got up the duff we've even seen the video they videoed it, we're in the park and this like male like Labrador's just attached to it, like hanging out the back of it, like just attached by his willy to this other dog, well, honey. So we got the actual conception on film, which is pretty bonkers. But her auntie works on cruise ships and stuff, so she was gonna be away. And so Fern said, right, we'll, she'll look after the dog while it's pregnant and gives birth, look after the puppies for a few weeks until her auntie gets back and then she'll take them for eight weeks and then me and Fern are going to choose one of the puppies to have as our own and it'll be my first ever pet unless you count, unless you count my Robin or unless you count Simbad, which was a shrimp that I had when I was young I was about eight or nine and I was in woods and I found a little shrimp in river Tiny little thing, it was only maybe two centimetres big. And I took it home and put it in a jar. I called it Sinbad and I fed it cake. I don't know why, I just fed it cake because I didn't know what I was doing. And the next morning it was it had gone belly up 
<laughs> and I just remember, I know it's only a shrimp and that, but I was gutted. I remember going to my nan's for Sunday dinner and I was just, I couldn't eat. Couldn't, I was just crying. I was, it was my first experience with losing something that I'd convinced myself that I, I loved. Uh, and that was my only real experience with having a pet. So this puppy <laughs> is going to be my first ever pet. And I'm going to train it to be an outdoor hiking, camping dog. Even take it out into sea spearfishing, like put it on a paddleboard. It's going to be the most adventurous dog the land has ever known. We don't know what we're going to call it yet. We don't know which one it's going to be. But she ended up giving birth to nine puppies. I'm going to get into it properly in a bit. And I'll maybe try and phone Fern to get her side of it. Because it was an experience, mate. An absolutely experience. So they were due to give birth on a Monday. Last Monday, I think it was. And I had planned to go to Devon with uh, Matthew Pritchard from Dirty Sanchez and a few others, have a bit of a, do some stuff down there. But then on the Thursday, she just started panting, like heavily panting. And they do this thing where they just start digging in a corner and that's them prepping for giving birth. So she started digging in this corner. So we had to move the whelping box, which is an area that you set up. We built this, like, it's like a little cage thing with a waterproof bottom on it and, and all this. And we had to put it in the corner where she was digging so she'd feel comfortable. And we were like, oh, is it happening now? Is this pretty soon? And so we just kept an eye on her and then she took herself to the whelping box. And at about two o'clock in the morning, I was sparked out and Fern woke me up and she's like, oh, it's happening, it's happening. She's giving birth. So I was like half asleep, so it was all real trippy because I was knackered. And so we went through, she, she, she gave birth to the first one, right? It, which is, this is mad. She ate the, um, the sack that it comes out of and then she ate the umbilical cord. She knew where to nip it off at her belly. So that's like, she'd never done that before. She knew not to bite the tail, the leg, just the umbilical cord. So that's hardwired into her DNA to do that. And it was fascinating to see. But then she left the whelping box and just left the puppy behind. No, she spat out two and then left them. And we were like, oh no, she's not, she's not taking to them. She's not, you know, she's rejecting them. And then this was like three in the morning. She went outside for a piss. And then Fern was like, oh my God, she's giving birth. <laughs> in the dark, in the back garden at three o'clock in the morning, she spat another one out in the garden. Fern like sort of ran over to try and get it. She was in her bare foot, her bare feet, and then she stood in a dog shit. <laughs> Which was a particular highlight of mine. It was quite funny, but obviously not funny at the time because there's a lot of stress involved. And she was like, pick her up. We've got to get her back in. <laughs> Proper <laughs> stressing out. I've got dog shit all over my foot. <laughs> But after that third one, she just sort of took to it. She just, something clicked in her and she just became really maternal. Just laid over and let them, and just sort of let them feed on her and that. It was amazing how she did it. And then she just kept spitting them out, mate. Kept spitting them out. And the seventh one, so she was knackered after six. She was just lying down, sparked out. And I did a head count of the puppies. I was like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And she'd spat another one out of the back of her and it was still in us in its sack and it wasn't breathing. So we had to get the sack, break it open with our hands. 
um, sort of rub it and then you get this little teat pipette thing so you can suck out the mucus in their throat and we had to do that put it in front of honey's face and she was sort of rejecting it and then after a while she started licking it and that's what brings them to life she started licking it aggressively and it started breathing lucky number seven or runtington as i called it a we called it then she spat another one out and it all stopped at six in the morning it all sort of subsided and then it went an hour and we're like all right she's not going to give it birth anymore cleaned out the whelping box put a new mat down just washed her and got everything sorted out and then six hours later at 12 o'clock she started panting again and then she took us out in the garden we thought she was going for a piss and just dropped another one out in the garden <laughs> out of nowhere which oh no what on we were on no we were on eight we were on eight lucky number eight and then she spat another one out like just two came out of nowhere so in the end nine puppies I'll interject a clip here for the people. On audio, you maybe just hear them, but for people watching, I'll just put a few, uh, I'll put a clip up so you can see them. There we go. It's a bit dark. It's a bit dark. Look at all these little gadgets. Oh, here's mum, look. Come on. Wiggly one pups, wiggly one pups. She's having a break from kids. And there we are, nine. Nine pups. They're cute, mate. They just look like little Greg sausage rolls at the moment. But it blew my mind that they're 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 blind and deaf. They don't know what's going on. They've never seen anything. Yet they just come out and they know what to do. They know just to go towards the the nipple to feed. And then Honey just knew how to do it. It's all, you know, it's all just hardwired into their, into their being, their very being. Absolutely bonkers. And so Fern uh, bought a load of little dog collars, these little Velcro dog collars that are all different colours. Wait for a bit and I'm gonna put them on, just so that you can wear the dogs, you know who's getting enough food. You can see which ones have got different personalities and start and start choosing because once they've gone to her, her aunties and then after eight weeks they're all going to go to different homes um, and then we're going to keep one we're going to choose the one whichever one is just sort of like I mean they're all pretty cool but whichever one we like the most we're going to choose as our pet and we've got a few names drifting around Twig was one of them because her dog's called Timber so Timber and Twig uh, bimble was another one, which means just to like uh, amble about a little bit, to walk. Uh, so bimble, twig, I wanted to call it runt, but it sounds too much like a swear word, doesn't it? And you don't want to be calling it the runt, the runt of the litter. So that was pretty cool. We might get Fern on to chat about that a little bit, even though I've just told you everything about it, pretty much. And now she's down there... Uh, like looking after him, she set up a bed in the in the where we've got the whelping box, and we had no kip. And the next day, she had uh, foraging courses with like sixteen people, two lots of sixteen or something like that. And she made all the food from little pack lunches, made homemade quiche, made her own pastry, her own pesto, her own sauerkraut, and just knocked it out of the park. And 
you know, when you're with someone, it's good to see that. It's good to be in trenches together and we really just, we helped each other and it, it all, yeah, you get to see a different side of people, don't you? How, how you deal with adversity and stuff. And we both passed with flying colours. I was more of like a support, a calming support. And Fern did everything like, oh, she was she was brilliant. She was the one who had uh, saved that dog's life with the teat pipette and broke its, broke its sack. Lucky number seven. Or Mr. Runtington, as I called him. Anyway, right, we're getting up to the time where we're going to call Matty Morgs. Let me just have a little sip of this kufui. Um, I won't introduce him now, there's no need, is there? Right, let's get it on, let's see if this works. I'm back, but I may have not pressed audio record for the first 20 minutes of this podcast, so I do apologise for the quality. If the, <laughs> the quality's maybe jumped up a little bit now in audio, so I do apologise for that. We're ironing a few things out. I've just told you all about the puppies and stuff, haven't I? But that's gone now. That's gone. I might have to cut that out. Never mind. Never mind. So if you missed that bit, I just I just um, phoned Matt. He said I sounded like I was in a washing machine. And then he said he needed a wee. So that's that. Okay. Hello. Hello, Matthew. So I'm tr- is this the op- I'm trying to find the optimum distance from the phone to the H6 without getting any feedback and out- without sounding like I'm in a tumble dryer. Is this okay? That sounds better, actually. Right, you can. When listen. you said the words tumble dryer, it sounded very good. T tumble dryer. Yeah, but I think whatever distance you were at when you uttered those words. Oh fuck! There. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's to it's. I mean, it's it is revolutionary in the sense that you don't need to go through a computer. You can just yeah, straight and in. And no one has to send you a file. Yeah, and then I can I can do it on the hoof. Then can't I? I can do it when I'm out and about. Yeah. But the good thing is as well is you can do a solo podcast, and then halfway through you can just call someone for 15, 20 minutes, and they're like they're there with you. That's really good. So you don't have yeah. to sit down and be like, oh, do you want to do a two-hour podcast? You could just do a show and have them come in and out, and that's what I'm doing now. Just phone people. Can you yeah, send me um, an example of the audio quality afterwards and just a bit of a photo of the rig? I will do, but can you not yawn and can you bring the energy up a little bit, please? <laughs> Sorry, am I, is this on, am I on your podcast or am I just, that's the only thing, because it is essentially just a phone call. I just feel like I'm just on the phone to you. Uh, let me just fill you in. Uh, I'm sat in my office. I've got all my twinkly lights and a candle behind me because mm, I'm, I'm doing like the visual one as well for Patreon only. And then this is the podcast, but I can chop it. Your your um setup. The last time I saw it, looked like somebody who, in coronavirus, in the pandemic, <laughs> had started doing Zoom like psychic readings <laughs> uh, because you'd lost your job and you started doing. You'd put up twinkly lights and yeah. you're like, "Hello, Karen. Hi, it's Paul. Yes, I feel you. Yeah, August is going to be a great month for you. It yeah. just looked like you were scamming old ladies <laughs> on Zoom. Yeah, I've got back into smoking weed through boredom, and I'm just like, this is it. That's it. This is me now. Sometimes I started out and I was just faking it, but now I honestly do think I'm psychic because I can guess their dead husband's name after at least 12 guesses every time. <laughs> Yeah, and I've got like <laughs> 75 viewers, like 75 regular yeah. viewers, and that's it. And I think I'm, I'm even doing merch and stuff. And you've got a live feed coming in, and you're always like, hello, Wendy, <laughs> hello, welcome back. 
can we get a, can we get a, can we get some love for Wendy in the chat, please? Can we get some big love for Wendy, please? There's only she's Wendy in the caps, chat. She's got caps lock on again. <laughs> Wendy, put your caps lock off. That's it, love. You've got the dog yeah, filter on. Awesome. Wendy, you've got the dog filter on. Come on, Wendy, you've done it again. We're talking about serious stuff here, Wendy. Come on. Yeah, no, you're not far from that, mate. You're sort of that for bushcraft. Oh, mate, this doesn't belong in bushcraft. No one should have a fucking twinkly flamingo behind them if they're talking about bushcraft. Is that what you've got? got a little flamingo. I've got some lights in a jar. I've got a candle, an actual candle, and then just some sort yeah. of... It looks, but you're right. You're completely right. I look like I'm, I'm too old for doing it, but I look like I've got like a Twitch channel, but I'm too old to do it. Yeah. Or no, you've got a Twitch channel where you make like candles <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, see that we'll just break the lavender off and crumble it in. And that's it. And it doesn't matter. You can put big bits in or small bits. It's up to you. I could just see that you doing that. Seven viewers. Five. Of oh, them. we've gone. I do follow the Patreon because it helps me buy wax <laughs> and vodka. And <laughs> These wicks are cheap. Oh, um, so what is this? Um, what What are you doing now? Like, well, I've just been I've been doing the podcast for about half an hour, just chatting, right. just chatting, and then I'm like, right, we'll get Matt on for for half an hour or whatever for a little bit, and then I'll do a little bit more chatting. And then I'll maybe get someone else on. Just that sort of stuff. I'm just ironing it out, just practicing. Fucking hell, mate. I'd fall back on the candles. <laughs> no, this is good. I like it. If it no, it's if good. It, I, if it yeah. works, it's great. When I, I mean, like, when I first started doing solo podcasts, I could not, like, I just thought, how the hell am I going to talk on with no interaction, no guest, yeah. anything? Just talk. And then I did, I think the first time I did it, I did an hour and I looked at the thing and I was like, Jesus Christ, I've been talking for an hour. And then since then I've done like, I think the longest is probably like two and a half hours. And it's bizarre that you, that one person, you know, with yeah. no real, I mean, I'm, I have some notes, but like it is, I'm not just saying, Hey, you know, I know like other people can do it, but it's weird how a human can talk essentially to themselves yeah, for I mean, that long. People haven't even heard it yet. It is just basically a mental breakdown, isn't it? It is, yeah. No, often mine mine ones are. And I mean, they sort I, of go I, around I, the houses. I do it for an hour, like solo. And it's sometimes I struggle. Sometimes I've just, halfway through, I've been like, fuck this, I can't do it. I'm having little arguments yeah. with myself. I don't know my own thoughts. I'm not married to anything in particular. So, you know, yeah. I just know, you end up having little arguments with yourself or like playing both sides. I only do the, that. I only do that, like, when I've listened back on my thing, there's just loads of, like, 10-second files where I go, hello, welcome to the, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Hello, it's, uh, it's the beginning, and then once I've got through that bit, once I've, like, done, like, at least a minute, I'm, I'll just think I'm not starting again. Yeah, that's I'll just it. keep going. Pure pressure keeps you going. Do you think it's a muscle memory, like... You know, you started off doing an hour, then you can do two hours, and it's just it's just like anything, in it. You practice it, and you become... You just become better at it and you know you know how to break them pauses up, you know how to like segue yeah. into different things. I think it's I don't know actually. I mean like you would never No, that's not true. I was gonna say like you'd never dry up in an actual conversation, right? So but then I suppose it is a one sided conversation. But I think the turning point is when you stop processing it as you're doing it. And yeah. you just give into it. Because if you start going, oh, hang on, what am I talking about? And your consciousness separates into two. So there's the person talking. Yeah. 
and then your uh, your deeper consciousness, if it starts to go, hang on, this is bullshit. I'm repeating myself. Yeah. Then the wheels. Sorry, because I keep having to press record again after every half an hour because this stupid camera. What? Uh, no, I couldn't live with that. Why? Why? Why did you have to keep pressing record every half hour? Well, you just have to uh, because every half hour it cuts off. It's something to do with import tax on DSLRs. Uh, we've talked about this before, I think. You can't have someone yeah, that just I'll... runs constantly because then it's it's classed as proper film equipment, so they just cut it off after every half an hour. You can get something that you plug into the battery, like, and um, or, no, you get a, a battery with a, a lead on it that you can keep it constantly going, but I don't have one for this camera. But mine, I don't have to turn mine. Is that because you're on batteries instead of... Yeah. Yeah, if you plug it straight in, right. you're good to go. <clears throat> it's a work in progress, but I've got some podcasts. Why are you in... living on the edge with batteries when you could just plug into the wall? You're at home. Well, I haven't got the lead for it. I did have from my other one, my other DSLR, but the thing is, I'm not a podcaster. I, do, I make YouTube videos, This is, and I'm just sort of getting into this, trying to get it good. Oh, sorry, this is a video. Yeah, I'm doing a video as well. Oh, sorry. When I should have known when you said DSLR. I've got all sorts um, going on. Right. Guess okay. what I did last night, mate? Uh, well, if this was two years ago, I'd probably have a good guess, uh, <laughs> and it would be something debauched. Uh, but uh, it's, it's probably going to be something disgustingly wholesome. Oh, mate! I went out for my mate's birthday. Right, loads of people went for to the pub and then for a steak and all that. And I didn't drink. I had sparkling water. Mm. Dude, I've it, done it. I, I, well, I haven't done it, and I was like. This sparkling water was just like smug juice. I was fucking yeah. loving it. For the first like 10 minutes, I was like, oh, this is going to be whack. And then when everyone started getting pissed and I was like, all I was doing was getting hydrated. I got a liter in this glass bottle and I just yeah. felt fucking brilliant. And this morning I've just had such a spring in my step of being like, oh, fucking hell, I went out and did it all and had a good night yeah. out and didn't drink. I drove. I, done, I did six months. This is the longest I've ever done. I did three months, maybe last year. I can't remember. Um, and it is, yeah. The the feeling of smugness is oh. great. Once you get through the initial, like, the the first sort of couple of drinks and then everyone's a bit drunk and forgets that you're not drinking. That's it. And what's mad is how quickly people, like, are repeating themselves, leaning on you, Dude. being annoying. One glass of wine. They all had one glass of wine. With the state, and then it just all sort of went a bit mad. And yeah. I've, I've never really experienced that because I've always been like, oh, I'm up for a party or I'll drink, but... Yeah. Oh, and then I left early after the meal. Everyone carried on going, went to the pub, and I was like, I'm done. I'm just going to drive back home. And now I feel oh, man. I've, I've done it where they're like, I'm totally sober, and then they everyone's drinking, and then they get really annoying and sweaty, and their eye contact's a bit weird, and they're bumping into you a lot, and you yeah. just sort of feel like you're in some sort of, like, I don't know, weird situation where everyone's got a disease and they're slowly like dying, like they're turning into zombies and you're normal. Yeah, that's what I felt like. The whole yeah. energy changed and because everyone in the restaurant was drinking and it was all like loud yeah. and everyone wasn't making that much sense and slurring and all this. Sort of, and I was like, I felt like I'd shifted between the fucking, like, I don't know, like gone onto another spectrum or something. Like everything was like clear and HD for me, but then it was like yeah, everything yeah. was blurry around me. Well, mate, when the cocaine comes out and they start doing that and you're, because I was like at a party once, everyone was drunk, and then I sort of got used to that. And I stood with someone who's in AA, and they were like, 
oh, the thing, I was like, oh, God. Like, people kept going, come and dance, like that. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to dance anyway, but definitely not sober. And then once that had gone, then people started going, do you want some Coke? And I was like, no, 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 I'm not even drinking. And then, and then they were like, that makes them all sort of awkward and like, like a little kid in a family photo. They're sort of staring at you, waiting for their turn to speak. <laughs> and so you get through that. But my friend who was in AA was like, because I was like, oh, I don't want to stay here that long because, you know, it's getting a bit mental. And she was like, you can just walk out, you know, that French exit thing. Yeah, because Irish goodbye. I was like, if you start saying goodbye to people, you'll never get, you know, like it's just a big deal. But if you just go, and I did, I just like literally went, oh, I'm going now, put my drink down and walked out. Yeah. And no, it's like you can walk between the raindrops. It's like you've got the invisibility yeah. cloak. You just walk out of there. It's mental, isn't it? But then, um, yeah, it makes you wonder, Jesus, what was I like? Oh, I'm always the problem. Was... That's the thing. That's why it's new to me. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm always the loudest, the most ugh, annoying. I can't imagine hanging out with me if I'm drunk. It's an, Well, you've done it. It's just annoying. Yeah, but I've never done it when I'm sober. No, you'd hate it. We've both, we're both, I always say, like, we're false multipliers of chaos. Yeah. So, like, normally, like, I can, you know, I can get really, like, crazy and party, and I can have a few drinks and whatever, but when me and you are together, it's the chaos thing. thing just fucking, but it just hypes each other up, and then it's like... <laughs> yeah, which is like... <laughs> but, you know, but that's the problem. I associate you, you know those mates you've got where it's like, oh, yeah. When I want to see you, it's because I'm hankering for some chaos. <laughs> yeah, and that's not healthy, is it? No, and then we like, I mean, like in some of the, I mean, you've <laughs> literally said to me, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I got up to, I had to drive to you in York from fucking Kent, deepest Kent. So I got, I thought instead of driving in the daytime, I'll do a cheat mode, wake up at like 3 a.m., so I did that, woke up at 3 a.m., got in the car, got to you at like 9 in the morning, which I thought was amazing. But I had zero sleep and was just wired from taking my uh, ADHD medication to stay awake. And then I just could, I just, I knew that I needed, I was saying to you, I just need like a couple of shots of whiskey just to take the edge off. Which was bonkers. Going in my kitchen you looking saying, for whiskey. I know, and you were, you, know, you were like, I've got some gin, and you had some old lady's gin, and I was like, no, no, it's got to be whiskey, it's nice. Then the only way I could get it at that time in the morning was to just buy a fucking massive bottle of Jameson's, because <laughs> obviously you can't go into a, a, like a petrol station with what that sells booze and say, I can have two shots. <laughs> so, and you were like, meh, don't drink that, it's too early. Ugh. I was right. I drank, I know, you were, I drank, well, not the whole bottle, but I drank quite a lot of it. And I was thinking, I feel great, but I didn't sleep. So then I was just exhausted, wired, and drunk. And, and from there, we never recovered that weekend. Oh, yeah, you because never... you basically must have gone, right, well, we did. We got to that pub and you were like, right, I need to catch up. Yeah, because then... I can't just deal with... That's the whole thing about when you're on the outside looking in. And I was on the outside looking in and it's, sometimes it's best just to be like, oh, fuck it. I'll just get in there with you. <laughs> yeah but but when i look back i'm like that was the, the i was insane from the beginning because to, to think there's a cheat mode in waking up in the middle of the night i was quite so because i knew i was i had a drive ahead of me i couldn't really sleep so i probably fell asleep about one then got up at three it was complete madness 
It was insane, mate. And then it just, it sets the tone for just absolute insanity. But it, I don't we, look back we at did it. like, I look back at it fondly because that GoPro moment and like kipping on that rock, it was all, it was an adventure. It was fun. Yeah, that was. And if we'd have been like really sober and boring, we would have probably just gone, hey, well, let's put our tent in a normal place. We wouldn't have had as much fun, but <laughs> we could, it very nearly could have ended in you being in an air ambulance because of that bit where we were jumping off the cliff thing. Oh, you mean the bit where you pushed, and I pushed me off the you. cliff? Well, yeah, but there was two cliffs that jumped into the water and I sort of thought we were on the second one that didn't have rocks below it when I pushed you. <laughs> like you and as soon me. as I did push you, I was like, oh, no, it's the other one. <laughs> Whoops. And I heard you go, no, not here. Because uh, if I had a fucking hit that rock, that's my legs broke and that's fucking miles oh, away mate, from you anywhere. Been your back, both legs and your back. Yeah, I'd have drowned. Then... I'd have probably drowned, wouldn't I? No, I would have jumped in and pulled you out. You'd have jumped in, hit the I've rocks got... as well, and we'd have just both sank at bottom <laughs> hand in hand. <laughs> I would have got you out, but then it was like a good half hour hike out because there was no phone signal. Fuck, and the rest, yeah. I would have had to go. It was really hot, wasn't it? I would have hiked out. I probably would have gone to the pub for just one. You gotta get take the edge off, aren't you, after a something like take that? Take the edge off and then and then say to the barman, oh, I've had a bit of a tough time actually my mate's just broken his back and his legs i've got to call an air ambulance but just give us a nice what what, what would you recommend yeah can i get yeah can i get some scampi fries and yeah. i'll have a pint of that please i go oh you got you got frazzles in a pub that's nice i'll have some frazzles and then uh i better use your phone but um yeah no that could have gone bad but like when are we doing another adventure now this is making me want to uh, we're an gonna adventure. do another, another adventure, mate. But we're gonna. It is, and I know we keep saying it, but it is gonna be more wholesome. We're gonna just turn the whole chaos yeah. down, and so that we can look back at it more fondly and take a lot of different things from it. Instead of mad stories, we're gonna take away like just feeling good and achieving yeah. things. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we were looking for a secret cave that time, and we we didn't find it or get anywhere near it. But um... <laughs> no, we were just ambling around in the dark looking for a fucking little tiny cave. It's just impossible. Stupid. And we slept on a sloped rock. I mean, I was ill for about a month after that (laughs) trip. (laughs) I know. I remember we just got back to mine. You were just asleep on my city and then we just ordered fucking food and that was it. (laughs) We fucked that. We even fucked that up because we ordered a huge, like, food for about four people on Deliveroo. Oh, yeah. And we didn't notice that the restaurant said like opens at 11 a.m the next day or whatever so we we never even i never even got that food uh, you had it the next day yeah it was quite welcomed actually um i'm setting off tomorrow on a hike actually that's a, that's one of the other reasons why i didn't drink i'm off first thing in the morning just for like a four or five day adventure oh, really? i'm excited about it where are you going it's that time of year uh, the yorkshire dales it's a circular route and it's the james Herriot way you know the vet yeah, yeah. Famous Yorkshire vet. It's named after him. I don't know. All creatures, that. great and small. That's it. Yeah, the Harriet Way. So it's only about 60 mile, a few nights out in wild. I'm looking forward to it, mate. Um, I've Are you been... doing it on your own? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I like. Uh, I've just been down south, mate, to Fer- at Ferns, and we've just had puppies. Like her auntie's dog, she's been looking after it while her auntie's away. And nine puppies. I had to stay up all night helping this dog give birth to nine puppies. Oh my god! 
Uh, one the of midwife. them, yeah, midwife. One of them nearly died. We had to break its sack with our hands and then like use a teat pipette to suck out all the gunk. It was. Uh, oh, you mean like hold them by the back legs and spin around? No, that's, that sheep. That's a sheep, mate. That's a lamb. You probably don't do that with a puppy. Then probably pull its legs off. <laughs> oh, don't. Uh, so that's been stressful. We're are you going gonna... to keep one of the puppies? Yeah. Personally, you in eight oh, weeks? Yeah. yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. A little camping dog. That can. Be what happening. are they? Um, Labradors. Yeah, Labradoodles. Ah. So they've got that. They're not. They've got that hair. So it's not. Um, they don't shed as much. Yeah. And they're hyper. Can you stop yawning, please? I'm a podcast, Matt. You're bringing the energy down. Sorry, I'm, I went for a long walk this morning in the down the coast and it was very windy and you know when it takes I've had a little nap as well but I'm still a bit <laughs> you know, what time is it you've had a nap it's only half 12 yeah but I was up at 6 30 oh yeah have you changed your sleeping patterns um a little bit but I um I, had, I knew I had to get up at seven to get the kids out and take them to school but I had a nightmare so badly you shut yourself. That, you know, when you just go, fuck that, I'm not going back to sleep. I was in a water park with my kids, right, in the nightmare, this is. And I could see, I was like on a water slide. And you know, when you like put your legs out and hold on, so you're gripping the water slide to stop moving, but the water's rushing through. Yeah. And I could see my daughter had was freaking out on another water slide and climbing over the edge of it because she didn't like it. But it was a straight drop down for fucking miles, right? And I was like, no, 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 stay in there, don't. And she was freaking out. I couldn't get to her. And then it was just like totally realistic nightmare. So I woke up and I was just like, you know, when you just wake up and it's like you've just got back from Vietnam. I was just like, oh, my God, I can't. I just can't go back to sleep. So I got up. Yeah, I was scared. And weirdly, that last night when I fell asleep, I had that um, sleep paralysis. Did you? You know that? Wait. Yeah, mate. I've had it. You're laying there and I'm like, oh my God, I've woken up. I, I'm totally paralyzed. I had to like go, don't freak out. And there's a, it's very odd. Very weird. What's that odd feeling. is that, that it's similar. Like everyone reports back the same. It's a bit like a DMT trip. They report back like there's just like this ominous feeling or this thing that's like holding them down. It's always like eating yeah. a, a dark force as well. Well, it's interesting you say that DMT thing because I Googled it and I was just reading about it and I had a sense that what woke me up was that there was an, there was something in the room with me. It was like there was someone in there. Like, so I was like, this was last night. So I was like, is that my, one of my kids? Is that a dog? And I woke up and it was like, no, it's something bad. But yeah. then I couldn't move and I was like, I want to scream out. I want to like get up. I can't. So in my head, I was just like, Right, just calm down. And I said to myself, like, this is sleep paralysis. Your body still thinks it's dreaming. You've woken up. But there was definitely a freaking feeling of, like, there's an entity here. So, anyway, I was Googling it thinking, you know, I know what it is and whatever, but, like, I just was interested. And then, yeah, a lot of people say there was a presence or there was a dark – it's like a foreboding feeling. And I definitely felt that. It creeped me out. It is creepy. I've had it. I think I've only had it twice. I've had it in a hammock in the woods before, which was creepy. Because I get it when I'm on my back and my DD hammock sort of, you have to really sleep on your back. It's just, you know, it's not a side sleeper. Yeah. And I had it in woods where I just couldn't get up and there was just like something was just stood next to me, over me. Like just this presence yeah. that was, it was just innately evil. If that's, if there is a thing. And, and it's. I was mad. reading. 
one of the cases that I read was this, this girl was saying she had it really badly and she felt that there was this presence there and she was like in her head saying to the presence, don't do anything to me. My boyfriend's home in a minute. You know, like someone's coming, someone's coming. She just thought there's someone there. And she said in the deepest voice, this thing said, tell him it's Abraham like that. Right. And then when he got home, she said she was still like, freaked out or whatever and she said oh yeah the the voice said tell him it's abraham and he went oh my god that was my granddad's name what? and so i mean like you know i'm you know that could be totally that she he told her a, a granddad you know like that's her dreaming or thinking or imagining and then that name was in her consciousness because he'd said it before but it does make you wonder doesn't oh, it she's made it up i was watching some artists uh, like looking at some artists sort of impressions of sleep paralysis and they they drew it as this like shadowy thing and a few people had said yeah that's what i've seen as well and that's what made me think of dmt when you know everyone yeah when they break through they see these machine elves and stuff and i wonder if it's linked and i wonder if it means that even if it is just your consciousness getting to that next level or well what it could be is that like when when you as soon as you take DMT, you can be aware, oh, there's two entities in the room, right? You could sort of, it's almost like there's a shadow world around us and suddenly you feel it. So that's either just in your imagination and so everyone sort of has the same feeling, but it's bullshit. Yeah. Or like when, you're, when your consciousness is unshackled from the normality, the, the normal place it's in, like you're dreaming or you're on DMT or whatever, then you're just aware of things that are normally invisible, maybe. Yeah, that's what I feel. And it's same with near-death experiences or when you yeah. have a lot of blood loss and just things like that. It's we all because we're all human, aren't we? We're all like we've all got the same like hardwired things in us. Yeah, but then that near-death experiences and there's such a you know that people who floated outside their body and they know things what the doctors were saying that they couldn't possibly have known and they went down the corridor and were in a different room and saw their relatives being told stuff you know all that stuff like that's that's happened enough times with enough sort of you know you can't prove it 100 percent, but people with pretty compelling stories and it's just like normal like science scientists won't go near that stuff partly because of ridicule partly because it's probably really difficult to create laboratory you know it's not based in fact is it it's based it's just like it's just like listening to people's trip reports when they get back from doing a load of mushies yeah you can't can't measure it it is it's like when someone goes i had the weirdest dream you're just going well what like you just did yeah (laughs) basically (laughs) it is fucking boring (laughs) but sorry not as boring as a man drinking sparkling water and sitting there thinking, I feel great. Yeah, but that's the key in it, because no one else gives a fuck. Like, they're all just waking up thinking, oh, I can't believe I said that, or did that, I hope I was okay. I'm waking up thinking, that was fucking mint. Crack on. Yeah. <clears throat> it's worth it. It's it is good. It. Yeah, I think, like, what I try and do now is just not drink. Well, the worst thing for me is just drinking at home, just thinking, oh, I'll open a bottle of wine, then drinking a bottle of wine. Not ever being really drunk. It's just pointless yeah i never do and no nah, nowadays it's like if there's a thing like oh i'm going to that thing that's worth drinking at i'll do it yeah but that's what i'm trying to do now it's like because i think it's too extreme for me to go i don't drink i'll never drink again because then sometimes you know it's just doing it in moderation but like doing it once 
a month or something. Yeah, I've really got a, a handle on it. It's just what I do like is that impromptu things like Fern's, yeah. Fern's dad likes a drink and he turned up the other day at like one o'clock in the afternoon with two bottles of wine. He was like, hey, like, like, let's go. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm in. Like, why not? Like, let's yeah. just hang out and just I can have a drink in there. Yeah. Because it's just Because unless you've got an actual problem where you know, oh, you know, like I know people who like one drink and then that's like, you know, 72 hours of madness. <laughs> yeah. Guaranteed. And it's like, and like fights and drugs and, you know, like there's just no, there's just a, they cannot drink. Yeah. But like, yeah, I like that. That's, the, but then, you know, that's, you, you know, you got to leave the door open for the, the old, random hey yeah let's i feel like that's a good idea let's that's do that it, mate. it's fun it's nice but it's bad because fern she doesn't drink a lot but what she does is get excited about drinking so her dad comes in with these bottles and these bottles during the day and he's like hey we're gonna paint some stuff we're gonna do it like hang out and she's like yeah wine day wine like getting really excited she'll have half a glass and then go and put kettle on and it's like i'm yeah. all fucking excited i'm like well i want to drink the bottle i want to get like let's go yeah it's hard to turn it off yeah does she like get drunk or does she nah she'll do like just one or two glasses of wine that's it she's not a big drinker mm. yeah which is perfect for me mate it's just it's, it's curved my drinking loads yeah bloody hell I've just been a not, like, not like if I was there no well that's the thing in it there's no one there out of us two who's gonna be like let's just have a cup of tea now yeah. It's like, let's drive this plane straight into the side of the cliff. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Which is also... Variety is the spice of life. It is. Right, mate. What um, what else have you been up to? Have you up to anything else? Anything fun? Um, Anything fun? Let me think. Not really. Just, I mean, you know... We're going to do something together sort of... soon? Yeah. That, uh, what I'd like to do is that... Um, what do you want to call it? Island thing. Yeah. What was that called? Who fought? Who fought? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Because what, I mean, that definitely, you don't want to be like wasted doing that because no, there is a mild dude. peril to that, isn't and there? And also we the... can, whatever we take with us is all we've got. So let's just be sensible in what we take to the yeah, island. There's I think... no pub on the island, is there? So we'll be all right. Yeah. Last time I went camping, I went with Jamie and my brother-in-law, who you know. Yeah. And... It was it's a like it's a nice little campsite with a field in it and like by a stream where you can do wild camping. You just he just gives you a pitch, right? And you just set up. But it was walking distance back to my house and we walked back for a bottle opener to <laughs> open a bottle of wine. Then we walked back I can't remember what the other thing was. Oh, I'd left um I can't remember where I left. I left something at home and went back for that. Then we got there. I was like, oh, I need a bottle open and went home. And it was just ridiculous. My wife was just laughing at us, kept turning back up. Yeah, you may as well have seen it gardens. Yeah, exactly. Duvet and a nightlight. Yeah, exactly. It was a bit like that, like eating a pot noodle that you've made in the kitchen <laughs> in your tent. <laughs> yeah, no. no, we're not but, doing um, that. We're going too far. And Jamie's going to come. The pussies of Ashford will rise again. Yes, yeah, we have to, but that's the thing, we need to actually, you know, plan something, then deliver on it. Yeah. But like, with that, we actually, there would have to be, because we've got to get boats and stuff, there'll be some planning, so like, you know, obviously we're both ex-special forces, we just need to use those skills. (laughs) Ex-special needs. But yeah, we'll just have to, yeah, put it in, just put it in the group chat and get, let's breathe life into it. Yeah, all right. 
Let's do it. And we can do it. Um, right, how long have we been going? Half an hour. That's all I need, Matt, if that's if you're okay with that. Yeah, mate. I'm easy. Oh, you're an absolute legend. Um, I'll come on your podcast sometime soon. What? How's it going with it all? Yeah, good. Um, I Yeah, just... Uh, it'd be good to do some stuff, though, because then you get better content, I think, if yeah, you, you actually... Yeah, you can chat about know. it and stuff. For anyone who doesn't follow Matt, you can go and check him out on Patreon. He's got his own podcast over there that I'm sometimes a guest on. Uh, I've tarted up my shed. Well, oh. a man, a shed man tarted up my shed. But I've sorted it out inside, and it's like... There's a little bushcraft section where I keep all my stuff, but there's also clean mainly stuff. all not used clean bushcraft stuff. No, you know, there's some mud on it. <laughs> there's a couple of leaves in there. Um, but there's, you know, I'm doing arts and crafts. Well, actually, art. Let's just call it art in my shed. I'm going to do some stuff like that. So I was going to talk to you actually about the setup for filming, but it's like obviously I need an overhead shot of what I'm doing, but yeah, not for now, but like, I'm going to, I'm not turning into a YouTuber. I just need to, oh, you know, to put produce... some different content out. Wouldn't it? Of you making whatever the f- mental stuff you're making out your own poo. You need yeah. To, you know, it'd be nice to record it and then get some like sound dampeners in there and make it into a little studio. I'm not doing fairy lights and fucking Come on. some weird like you can you do know, it manly you can grows. have fucking like can like little candles and like make it like viking style maybe get some horns in there that's true i've got some big skull animal skulls yeah, I've got no get it all like that like it's your own theme and it find what works for you mine just seems to be like uh online candle maker or whatever yours just seems to be middle-aged psychic woman <laughs> yeah yours could be more manly axes and that <laughs> Mine would be like, yeah, some sort of Viking feasting hall. That's it, mate. That'll work. Um, let's oh, reignite the pussies of Ashford very soon. Yes, let's do that. And it's, I, I still think we should do that secret cave. We should... It'd make for such know, a good video and story if we could go and rectify... Why what don't we... you find out exactly where it is? Because yeah. you did once know, but it was your that was your fault when we got up there. And oh, I was like, yeah. well, where's the map? Where's the thing? You were like, uh... It was a comment on Facebook. I can't find it now. I think it's over there. It yeah. was like, we we're never going to find it. Yeah. The blind lady in the but blind. But we will. If you're down south more nowadays, am, yeah. then uh, give your boy a ring. I am down south more, and I will give you a ring. We can do like an audio podcast. We can meet up and do an audio podcast. Or Yeah, we're just doing one night or somewhere. Yeah. Oh, you know what I want to do, actually? I've looked at a map around where I live. And you know those like random little bits of woodland between farmers' fields, and yeah. you just think, I wonder what that's like. I wonder what you know. Obviously, someone owns it, but if you got in there at like nine p.m. and we're out of there in the morning, no one's going to care. No, you know, if you don't have a big fire and stuff. But I wouldn't mind doing, you know, just sort of bit doing of a wrecking. little like five-mile hike, get into one of them, spend the night, and get out. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, we've got it. that woodland that we've used before near yours, or near that golf course. We could do a hike, like go five miles away from that, hike to it, camp, hike back. Yeah, but that's permission. I'm talking about, I like... to wild it up, yeah. I want to wild it up where there is a chance that some madman with a shotgun could yeah. come and get us. But I don't want to do that on my own. No, let's do that then. Let's maybe just do a 10-mile, like a two-day hike, and then we won't plan where we're going to stop. We'll just, as we're going, we'll just look for somewhere. Yeah. That's the adventure. Yeah, that'd be good. I love that style of camping. All right, mate, we'll sort that out as well. All right, perfect. Okay, mate, have a lovely day. All right. 
Well, thank you for having me on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome, Matt. All right, bye now. Right. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> and there he goes, Sir Matthew of Morgan, a wonderful human being. But like he says, we do have the chaos gene in us. And so it's a mixture of excitement. You know when you're at school and you'll maybe meet another... You'll go on holiday, actually. You'll go on holiday and you'll meet another kid who's a roughly your age or maybe a little bit older, whatever. And... You just—it's it's kind of exciting in it, and you sort of egg each other on, and you do crazy shit. It's like that. It's like we've we've become friends, and we just egg each other on, and we've we've both got that chaos gene buried in us, and we both like encourage it out of each other. So, which it's fun, and you get good stories out of it. But for like knocking about on the regs, you don't need it. So that's why I am better now, Mister Mister McSparkling Water. And we'll prove it on the next one, on our multi-day hike or on our trip to Who Fought. I'm going to be, we're going to be on our best behaviour. Right, I've just tried to phone Fern and she's not answering, so that's that. Matt might be my only guest here. Should we have a little look at some positive news? Ellie Golding on climate optimism. No, the world's first rewilding. Oh, here we go. The first re the fir- the world's first rewilding centre has opened in Scotland, and there's a bit picture of a big golden eagle on there. That's pretty good. Um, the world's first re rewilding centre has opened in the Scottish Highlands. I'm gonna go after a gateway to the UK's largest nature recovery site. Offering, sorry, oh, I can't read. We all know this. The Dundragon Rewilding Centre. In Glen Morriston, <clears throat> near Loch Ness, is located on the former deer stalking estate, exploited for centuries by sheep, cattle, and deer grazing. The 10,000 acre landscape has been nursed back to health by the charity Trees for Life, which bought the site in 2008. Rare native trees have been reintroduced to the land, while a reduction in grazing has encouraged existing fragments of threatened Caledonian forest subdued Scottish rainforest to thrive. In 2020, golden eagles bred on the site for the first time in 40 years. <clears throat> this is excellent because for anyone who's ever done any hiking and wild camping in the, the Scottish Highlands, it is very barren. There's not much trees, not many trees, and the trees that are there are all plantations, so they're all really tightly knitted together, so you can't really camp in there. And, um, and the fact that they're rewilding it with... With different trees and animals. Get wolves up there. Spice it up a little bit. Get a, get a polar bear chucked in f- to mix just to keep me on my toes. It's a bit like the Yorkshire Dales needs rewilding, I think. It needs more trees and stuff. It's, it, it's pretty barren because of farmland and grazing and burning the heather for grouse. Just human, uh, human influence. And the same with the highlands. And if it was just more forest and trees, it would be so cool. It'd be a lot more like Norway. <clears throat> I imagine. Um, but it's some of the, you know, I, I'm passionate about it, but I, it's not something that I'll probably see in my lifetime. And there's, but there's that old saying, isn't there, like, about planting a tree, which, you, yeah, you plant a tree in which, it, <laughs> a man who plants a tree in which it's shade, he'll never benefit from. Or something like that. It's something like that. Google it. Google it. Right, so there'll be no more phone calls, but it's worked. I hope it's worked, and I hope we could hear Matt properly. And thanks again to Matt for coming on and just testing it with me. And hopefully, 
in the future we can do more phone calls, multiple phone calls on podcasts. But this is just the dojo. We're just training here. Right, and that's it. So stay tuned. I'll be uh, I'll be filming me Harriet Way hike, and that'll be out as maybe a three part series on YouTube soon. Um, and I need it, man. I need the exercise, mate. Because for anyone who knows, like I lost my way a little bit last year. Got out of shape mentally and physically, and then I got it back. I really did pull it back. I was in a real good place. But then recently, I've got out of shape. Not through feeling sad or whatever. I've got out of shape by being happy. They call it the comfort zone, I believe. You know, when you meet someone, you fall in love and, you, and everything's brilliant. I'm like, oh, well, I don't need to push myself so hard to work out. We can get, we, you know, we get a takeout here and there. Just like treat yourself to nice food. And I've took my eye off the ball and got a set of teats. So I'm back on the fasting. I'm just drinking black coffee at the moment. I'm doing 18 and 6, so 18 hours of fasting. And even when it, when I went out last night for me uh, with everyone for a meal, I got a steak, baked potato and salad. That's just the healthy option. And I've started just... and I mean, I'm, I'll do a podcast about this or maybe a video just for you guys about how I get myself back in shape. If I've, like, took my eye off the ball, I'm quite good at just getting it back. I'll do a podcast or a video on how I get back into it, but it starts with fasting for me I'll just maybe stop eating at about seven o'clock at night and then don't start again till one two o'clock the next day and then when I eat just eat clean I just go buy all the stuff I need and just eat clean like just meat vegetables fruit nuts berries all that just just clean stuff no processed food you've got an eight hour window just get your scran down you and then fast again and honestly, the just the mental clarity I feel and the and the the physical changes, it's amazing. I never go to the gym. You can just do stuff at home. I've got a pull-up bar, I just do pull-ups, I've got a punching bag out back, and I'll just do push-ups and calisthetics, calisthetics as you call it. Yeah, just use your own body weight. That's all you need. And then I do my hiking. And then all it is so that's the that's my blueprint. And then it's just consistency. So I know what I need to do, and then just be consistent with it. For maybe two or three weeks, and then you start, the weight just starts dropping off you. You start being a bit more defined. You're mentally, you're on point. Uh, drinking has to go as well. So I've, I've not drinking on Ed for a bit, just for the first bit, because it spanners you, doesn't it? Like, if you're, if you're trying to get in shape, and you go out and you have drinks, the next day you're like, oh, you're just weak. You're weak-minded. So you're like, I'll get, a, I'll get a takeaway, or I'll just cook up a load of fatty, greasy food to make me feel better. So I've took that out of the game, so I'm feeling pretty strong at the moment. And I hope everyone else is feeling good. I'm sending you Nout But Love. Oh, also, new Nout But Love hoodies and T-shirts. Shorts as well, but I've not. they're not live yet, the, the Nout But Love shorts, because I want to get a pair and go and dunk me junk in them, give them a good test out before I put them live on the shop. So you can check that out if you want. And now let's end, as we always do, on a poem. Do you know what I've done for this poem? I've asked, do you know the uh, chat GBT or whatever it's called, the AI? I've asked the AI, I just typed in, write a poem about a man and his... Write a poem about a man and his robin. So here we go. I've not read this yet, and it's, it's, uh, it's been written by a robot, essentially, an algorithm or whatever it is. 
So we'll give this a go and then we'll uh, we'll call it. Sorry it's not been that long, but I I'm not like Matt. I can't do two hours on me Todd. I find it very difficult just chattering for that long. I need more practice. And this is the first podcast I've done for a while. So I'm a bit out of out of practice to keep it flowing and keep it not me just having a complete meltdown. Right, a poem about a man and his robin. Are you ready? Let's get it going. Right. A man uh, right. A man and his pet robin, a pair so rare, together they'd fly through the crisp morning air. They'd perch on a branch and chirp sweet song as the world around them would slowly awaken. The man would feed him with a gentle hand and the robin would trust him and together they'd stand under the blue sky with the sun shining bright. They'd share a moment that felt so right. The man loved his robin with all his heart and the robin loved him right from the start. Their bond was special, a friendship so true, and nothing could break it, not even the dew. <laughs> when the man was feeling down, the robin would sing, and his heart would lift like a bird on the wing. Together they saw above the treetops high, and the man knew with his robin nearby he could fly. For the man and his pet robin were a symbol of hope, a reminder of beauty, in a world that often can feel remote. And though they were different in so many ways, their love for each other would forever stay. <laughs> not bad. Not bad for a robot. That poem doesn't exist anywhere else on the internet. He's wrote that for me, and I appreciate it, AI. Thank you very much. Right, I send you nothing but love. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you soon. Goodbye!